Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, the world's largest inventory of Shungite products and energy devices, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order. Visit us at mysticalwares.com. All orders over $100 will automatically receive a free one-ounce bag of small Shungite nuggets. Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. Shoot, my finger, my, my, my thumb slipped and I cut it off early. Um, welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 6, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. Walt Silva and Dolly Howard are with me. And today is a very special day because today, February 6th, is Dolly Howard's birthday. So. Again, doesn't she have a birthday last year? Every year she has one. <laughs> but so I'm I'm gonna play something here, and um, of course it's the happy birthday song, you know, thingy making here. But it's it's a minute long, and what I want our listeners to do, even if you see listen to it on a podcast or whatever, is to just listen to the to the song, and not only wish Dolly a happy birthday, but wish yourself one, and just put out the energies of you know, joy and laughter and, and gratitude and appreciation. And so I'm going to just play this, and this is how we're going to start Dolly's birthday show. you that was special i never heard that one before <clears throat> well i looked at a few of them i'm gonna try to i'm gonna take a chance and put it in the podcast so that they don't dun me for being you know stealing somebody copyright but um i do i did want to put out something that there's a lot of different presentations of happy birthday dolly let me tell you did <laughs> <laughs> you so, drive yourself crazy looking for him <laughs> well you know i didn't want it to be a kid thing you know that type of thing yeah. you know, and they drag are, it out yeah you know 
And uh, so in Google, they had a thing and it said for adults. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I don't know if this is exactly for an adult, but it was fun. So I'm hoping that you all felt the positive energies to everybody that listens to this. And um, okay, so <clears throat> something else I wanted to give you. I wanted to, you know, the only gift I can give you is is a little laughter here, you know, or whatever. And oh, uh, laughter, yeah. Yes, we all we need laughter. Okay, so you know, you you've been um, how to put this? You've been very very pu- definitive in your belief that Michelle Obama is actually Michael. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, a couple of times I've said to you, well, no, darling, where do, why do you think this? And you said, you, well, you tell him what you said. <laughs> because you can see his pee-pee banging around in his dress. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what you said. Now, let me get this thing up here. Oh, where the heck is it? You mean he doesn't wear any, any underwear? I don't think so, Walt, because he's always... It's it, it moves around and he has to stop it. Well, I thought that this picture that I just oh, put, that's one. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I love it. It says conceal carry and then open carry. Yeah, and it, 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 it's a picture of uh, what's her name, Meldani, the one that's the oh, that, uh, was the lo- <laughs> that looks like a guy. Well, it is a guy. It's a guy that is p- pretending or thinks they're a woman or playing a woman or identifying. That's it. Identifying as a woman. In this particular Muldaney last name, I don't remember the first name. Um, she, he, it, they, it, yeah, um, was chosen to be the uh, representative for Bud Light. And they lost like billions and billions tens of billions of dollars in sales mm-hmm. and it's just been like you know this this horrible situation for them so that's why her, she's being compared to Michelle Michael Obama I mean that was like when I saw yes it could be doctored you know but, <laughs> but it, it wasn't you've seen her when she's live on walking yeah. seen it right. yeah him. I've seen him. 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 Yes. Him. <laughs> Happy birthday there, Dolly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wanted people to see that you're not crazy. You might be old. You're not crazy. Right. I have <laughs> 77 years of life going to seeing stuff like that and saying it, and, and people don't believe me. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so is there something you want to talk about, Dolly? Uh, uh, I thought of something when Annette and I were sitting here watching the Great British Bake Off. We had a wonderful day together. Um, but I can't think of it right now. If I think of it, I will say it. All righty. Sounds reasonable to me. <clears throat> so, um, Walty, okay, well, I, I want to do this because I want to get this off my mind, okay? Um, Walt's been going through one, let's say, 
difficult situation that verges on nightmares <laughs> for months now, it seems. And I'm talking to him the other day, and he is not somebody that, I mean, he's more talkative on the radio. If I want to know something about him, I ask him on the radio because he'll tell He'll t talk to me and engage if I get him on the phone. He's not a chatter, you know, so I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him and he's all of a sudden he says, oh, yeah, and you know about this one. Oh, this one's good. And a car, and a car slammed into my passenger side of my car and told it. And he's, I mean, that would have been a big news item for most people, but he's been in such one you know, weird thing after another that this was like, and then that happened, right? Is this the way it went down there, <laughs> Walter? I'm sorry? Is yeah. that the way it went down? Do you want to explain what happened in that accident? Well, it, it's not complicated or long drawn. It's just uh, in, in the morning I was driving to see my mother in the hospital. I think it must have been uh, between 9.30 and 10. And uh, I drive on, uh, uh, what's the street, um, this Broadway, uh, it, it's uh, before the, it's right before the um, hospital, and uh, you can't drive fast because it's a controlled road, and you have these lights, every, every, every other block, there's a, there's a traffic light, so you can't, you can't go fast, you cannot and uh, as, I, as I was crossing uh, one of the blocks, uh, it's, a, it's a place, it's, I, I, it's known because I, I always see this, these two ladies doing the manifestation in front of it, because the place is one of these uh, abortion places. <clears throat> so, so that's why the ladies are always uh, on the on the sidewalk, showing their pamphlets, and because they're, they're complaining, you know, they're criticizing the the abortion thing. So there was a car pulling out of the parking lot, and I'm driving south, and the, this 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 vehicle <clears throat> drove out of the parking lot without looking both ways. She just hit the gas and went. So I was hit on the on the <clears throat> passenger side, and at the same time that I was hit on the passenger side, it forced my car against a park car. <clears throat> so I, I, I was damaged. Not only was the the right side damaged, but also the 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 front of the car. You know where the hood is. That's that's damaged. Is it beyond repair? So it's like well. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the the cop appeared right away, and uh, he he told me, you know, are you okay? Is anything? Do you are you damaged in any way? Are you wounded anywhere? No, got it. And it it turns out the I I saw what I was able to see on the far side of the block, the woman driving the green Audi was outside talking to the cop. So then I had to, I had to see, you know, it's been years. I haven't been in an accident uh, over a decade. Uh, the last one was in New York. And uh, I was in a daze because I is like, what now? 
you know, afterwards is when you think, oh, I should have done this, oh, I should have done that, or no, you don't think about that because all I'm thinking about, oh, I need to let my mother know that I'm not going to have a car because my car is not, is, is not drivable anymore. So every, everything comes, all the ideas come to you after the event, you know. So after I told Nancy all the details, uh, she's the one who filled me in with the, the importance of getting a lawyer, uh, getting a, a chiropractor. So I, this happened on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Uh, so that that Friday, I I I, um, I I left the voicemails for the lawyer, and was able to uh, I, I through the phone I was able to book the uh, the chiropractor for next for for the following Monday. So that's what I'm on the. Uh, I was surprised that the I, as I told um, Nancy is that the lawyer actually works with the chiropractor, <laughs> so so everything was in one. Oh, on on, on top of it all, the chiropractor does acupuncture, which is what I wanted. Any, anyway, uh, that's that's what I as I explained to them is that many decades ago, back in in Argentina, my one of my my aunts. She had a stroke and she was paralyzed on one side, but really paralyzed. And uh, I was surprised that uh, the husband took her to an acupuncture, but I don't know if it was in Buenos Aires that he, that he took her there, but she was able to regain the mobility of her, of her body and she, was able, and she was able to regain the ability to speak because she, was, she couldn't say anything out of her mouth. So, uh, I, I saw the the um, the the ads or the information for this chiropractor is right there, like a few blocks from where the accident happened. You can't get something; <laughs> you couldn't get somebody closer. It's right there where the accident happened. So, um, made an, an appointment, and uh, uh, I had a bit of a snafu because she wasn't. I, wa I was not sure if I had the uh, liability only. I, th I, thought, I thought I was under the belief that I only had liability in my truck because it's so old, it's 95. And that means that you only get paid, well, if you hit somebody. If, so if somebody hits you, uh, they're supposed to pay you. Well, but it turns out, so... Uh, by not knowing what my insurance situation was, uh, I was delayed. Uh, I could have had a session with the with the doctor, but I had to. I went back later that, in that very same day, at 2 p.m. I went to see the back the doctor because after I spoke with the insurance company, it turns out that I do have insurance for accident accident damage. So I, they, they cover you up to $20,000. So they would cover the damages. They would cover the work done by the chiropractor because she did when she did a, a quick inspection of me and what, uh, whatever I was feeling, she says, oh, that, that's whiplash. Well, you, and, I, and I did 
when she once she pointed out to the, the the points in my body, I was able to tell the difference. And she says, "Yeah, that's whiplash. And if you don't, if you leave it untreated, later on you're going to pay for it because the the whole body is going to begin to ache as the things settle." So uh, and then. Uh, while I was doing that, I was able to get on the phone and leave a, leave a voicemail for the uh, lawyer, which spoke to me later. And with, with the information that, uh, yes, I had uh, that insurance liability thing and, uh, and the chiropractor dealt with. So he, he took my case and he's, uh, he's working representing me. Uh, the other the other driver is an all-state client. Uh, in my case, it's my uh, uh, insurance company is State Farm. So he's uh, he's representing me uh, in, uh, because uh, you know I was the I was the one hurt by this person. I mean, she's the one who drove <laughs> who plowed <laughs> into me. So. Uh, all the all the damages, you know, it's it's on her ticket, not me. So, thankfully, Nancy filled me in on on all the ins and outs of this this whole thing with the insurance company. So she will give you a complete rundown because you she'll remember all the things that I don't. Okay, do you guys hear in the fish tank? No, very very, very far away. It sounds let, very let, far away. Let me unplug it. Let me when on. you're quiet. I hear it. I'll be right back. Well, are you? Uh, are they going to charge you anything because your right. car ran into the other car, the parked no. car? No, that's that's why I uh, I, I asked the lawyer because I got a, a bill in the mail from the tow company. They're like three hundred dollars in 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 charges, oh. and I asked him the question. Well, according to this letter, if I don't pay them anything, they will keep the car and fine. I don't have to pay anybody anything. And his response was, "You should forward that bill to the uh, to the old state because mm -hmm. the, their their client is responsible for you being totaled. Mm -hmm. So you should forward that bill to them. So that's what I did." I I, e I emailed it and I also sent snail mail so that it doesn't get lost. Wow. You know, I I was in an accident. Some guy uh, ran into my side, driver's mm -hmm. side. He thought he'd killed me. Oh, wow. My car was totaled. And the insurance company gave me a, an adjustment payment because the car was totaled. I paid five thousand dollars for the car. The insurance paid me seven thousand. Oh wow! <laughs> of course, I was beat up and all that, but yeah. <laughs> well, did you get money for being beat up? No, I did not Six. hire an attorney. Oh, oh. Okay, you didn't hire an attorney. Yeah. Now, you have looked on television commercials, billboards, everywhere you turn, uh, benches on the side of the street, lawyers telling you, call me before you talk to your insurance company, yeah. basically. Now, why is that? It's because your insurance company 
pays for everything. But they then <clears throat> get the money from the person that's really at fault. They're in cahoots. They both want you not to get as much as you could get. They want you to get as little as you could get. Well, now, so that's 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 kind of an evil situation. Let's just put it in the category of not so nice, okay? So then you get the lawyers, and you say to the lawyer, this is what happened to me. And the lawyer says, okay, and they did they ask you a bunch of questions, Walt? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, so, and I, and I, and I uh, in turn, turned around and, for example, uh, I offered uh, the the accident report, and he he was very um, uh, grateful because he did a, a question, but I he thanked me that I gave him the accident report right away. He didn't have to wait or chase it after it or or wait for the police. I had that right away on hand. All I had to do is is forward it to him by email, and that's it. So and and after that, and he had a, a ton of questions. Which, which he, uh, we followed up on, over email. Okay, so those questions that they're asking you are questions lawyers asking you to see if they think they can make money on you. Because the lawyer, who is, excuse the word, shyster, they're trying to make as much money on the case for you because in the state of Florida, they get a third of whatever you get yep. so it's in their interest to make money for you and a lot of people say oh well i didn't get hurt you don't know that that's and that i was that's what i was trying to tell walt i said walt you do not know if you've been damaged because you are whiplashed and you cannot think of it you got an automobile that crashes into your automobile and does damage or in this case totals it well, you're inside this container, and somebody just shook the crap out of it. Yeah. And you don't think that you're going to get whiplash? There's nobody that goes through an accident that does not get some form of whiplash, period. It's just mechanical energy. Mm -hmm. you know? And you're in a state of shock at that point. And you're in a state of shock. But more importantly, what the chiropractor said to him is very important. Because I was in an accident. And I felt fine. I didn't know all this. I know all this because I've been in so many damn accidents and I've gone through every aspect of, of the legal. You know, I mean, it, I, I, I've got this because of my experiences. OK, you don't want my experiences to get this information. Just listen to me <laughs> in case somebody else needs it. You're not going to need it, but somebody else might need it. So what happens is that your body goes through this tremendous whack. OK. And you don't feel bad. You feel all right. Well, I felt all right for 10 days until I woke up in the morning and the entire left side of my body, my arm, my leg, everything was numb. I thought I was having a heart attack. Okay. Well, it turned out that I had severe whiplash. It took years for them to actually get it so that it was, I only had to go in every three to four weeks instead of like you know three times a week which was what it was in the beginning so even though you feel fine after the accident doesn't make make it fine and people walk around one time i said to my chiropractor what do people do that don't don't go to chiropractors and he said they live in pain 
And this is so absolutely so true. Because once I started working with a chiropractor, pain that I had, chronic pain for all my life, in my shoulder or in, you know, in this place, in my, well, I'd get these severe headaches and it turned out it was all in my neck. And they make the adjustments, and yes, they, they, by the time you get to the chiropractor, you're in pain. That means that your body has started to settle into a, uh, let's say, a stabilized state, but the stabilized state is not perfect. So it starts to pinch nerves. Once those nerves start to get well, pinched... Well, I, I guess the term would be, it's beginning to settle... In an incorrect way, in an incorrect shape. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so the, you got that. You got the nerve pinched. Okay. Well, that nerve is traveling out of your the, in your back and your neck or whatever, wherever it's starting from, and it's going to organs in your body, and it's misfiring. So I think a lot of people get weird. And maybe, you know, standard type of, of damage to their body, illnesses and stuff, because the electronic system is not firing correctly. So it's not just a matter of being, you know, having your, your, yourself straight in your skeletal system. It's having yourself straight in everything. All right. So what you need to do if you're ever in an accident, even if you don't think you're hurt, okay, is find a chiropractor. Go to the chiropractor. What they're going to do is they're going to take a look at you. They're going to uh, do x-rays. They did x-rays on, on Walt. And they're going to poke and moke you a little bit to see what's really out. And, you know, if, it, if you're not out, they'll tell you that. But you won't be out. <laughs> and they will make a report. Once you've got that report that says you are damaged then that lawyer wants you as a client. Okay? You're in, you got a yes, okay. He's got he went, he's a smart person. They went to the chiropractor. They know they've got damage. Great. We don't have to worry about that. Okay. And then they ask you a bunch of other questions. And the more you like, for instance, they probably asked you, have you been in an accident in the last 10 years? And you said no. Uh, stuff like this, because they want to know. You know, are you a bad driver? Was it your fault? Could it turn around and it really was your fault, even though you think it wasn't? You know, so there's a lot of things that go into their decisions, and that's why they ask the questions. But once you sign the paper with the lawyer, you don't have to deal with the insurance company anymore. Because the lawyer wants to make as much money with you as he possibly can. So... Then you you say, oh well, yeah, but you know, I listen. You already went through the accident, okay? There is no reason on the face of the earth that you should feel guilty about pursuing more money. And I'll tell you why. In my lifetime, I've been in a lot of accidents. I I did get hurt, but never bled or had a, you know stuff like that. It was always the whiplash. Okay, chiropractor can get you back into shape, but I always went to a lawyer. Well, one time I didn't, but that's another story. Um, I go to the lawyers because the lawyers are going to try to get me as much money. Do I feel guilty about it? No, because the whole thing from the lawyers to the chiropractor, it's all a scam. Everything is a scam. If you look at it that way, then you know you're looking at a game. 
And if you can find a way to win the game that others are going to think is cheating, but no, it's not cheating. You designed the game, and here's my opening to win it. And I did never in my entire career make enough money to, well, you know, my later years, make enough money to live like I do, except for the fact that I was making tens of thousands of dollars beating this scam. Okay, do I feel guilty? No. It's the universe's way of getting you funds. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it sounds kind of weird, but think about it. Just think in terms of what well, goes you did, into... You did have to put up with some kind of damage, didn't you? Yes, but it was fixable damage. But yeah. if you go to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bother to go, but you know, all he's doing really, I mean, when I'm walking in the door, I'm not hurt. He's just readjusting because your body that was got used to being in this other place keeps wanting to go back to that place. And so it's a it's a matter it depends on how, you know, soon after the accident and stuff. If it's relatively soon, like your your case, it's gonna be taken care of fairly rapidly. I mean, compared to People who, you know, they're 20 years in chronic pain and they go in and they find out that, my God, I just, I'm out of pain. I'm not in pain. Why am I not in pain? Because you went to a chiropractor. I mean, I had, I've had what was, was diagnosed as carpal tunnel, uh, carpal tunnel in the thumb thing, you know. And um, so I went to the chiropractor and I said, it seems like I might be having a carpal tunnel problem. And he said, oh, let me see. And he starts adjusting my thumb. The pain went away and never came back. If I had gone to a doctor, it would have been operated on. Mm. You know? Um, one day I opened up the machine. We have, it was when I was in the machine shop, and this is a metal door. And I'm walking really fast. I got to do something. I opened the door and slammed right into my own leg, knee. And again, I, it hurt like, oh, my God, but it went away rather rapidly. It was like two days later that all of a sudden I wake up and I'm in agony. And so I'm crying by the time I get to the chiropractor. And I think I just look at my knee. And he goes, well, let me look at it, you know. And he starts messing around with it. And you would think that him messing around with it would hurt. No, in fact, he's adjusting as he's messing around in little increments. And so he's doing this. And I said, is it dislocated? And he said, dislocated, it's totally deranged. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but after, you know, three or four minutes of him doing this, I was out of pain. I had to go back two times after that just to make sure <clears throat> the adjust because I it was only two days that it had happened, okay? So it was a fairly new wound, and they could get it back into to place without too much trouble. So it was only two more sessions after that, and I never had to, he never looked at it again. So, and my chiropractor was an interesting guy because he was a pharmacist. And then he became, a, he went to chiropractic school and became chiropractor. Pharmacists were making a tremendous amount of money. And I said to him, I said, why did you change your job? And he said, I had a sister who was a chiropractor, and she continually told me about healing people. I was a pharmacist, and every month I would give the same prescription to the same person and see no difference. She was a healer. I was a drug pusher. I changed my occupation. And he was a damn good chiropractor. 
So, um, I, I wanted to pass... Walt Are you off. okay, Walt? He said Walt? be right back. Oh, he said that? I didn't hear yeah. it. Okay. He didn't say it. Oh, he, he typed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I wanted to tell you guys that because, like I say, I talked to Jan, I talked to Mark, and... I talked to Derek, but he did not have a, ever had an accent. I guess he never said anything to me. He didn't tell me if he had. Um, just so you know your rights. And, you know, I told Walt, I said, well, he's not on the line. So when when he when finally made me realize that this right side of his body was um, still recovering from the stroke he had had or whatever it was in his head, his re, the rewiring of his brain two years ago. I immediately said, why didn't I tell him to go to a chiropractor? Because I just wasn't thinking that way. But I, 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 I you know, wanted to say to him, you got to go to a chiropractor. But I don't like telling people what they need to do. And especially when it's a health issue. So um, this was an opportunity for me to say, you got to go to a chiropractor. Okay, because it's just, it's just possible that the... Your guides, your higher self is saying, this guy will not, we've sent him all sorts of messages, but he can't get it in his head that he should go to a chiropractor. So we're going to make sure that he gets to a chiropractor. Whack! Uh, you know? And why do I say this? Because when I was, uh, well, I, I was teaching school, so it was like, I think it was 1970, probably 72. I was on a horse, and behind me was the guy I was dating, and he had never been on a horse. And we were working our way up the the paved road towards where you, you the path is all nature and stuff. And it, a horse will sometimes swallow air. And when the person who put the saddle on, you, you're always supposed to kind of like give them a little knee in their in their belly to make sure they don't have air in there. And he probably didn't do that, but whatever. Because all of a sudden, this saddle that I'm on just slipped, and it, I'm falling on the ground. I hit the concrete. And I was terrified that the guy behind me was going to run over me because he wasn't used to being on a horse, so that the horses would freak. So, anyway, so I got, I was in pain. I was in severe pain. But at that time, 72, chiropractor, who knew about chiropractor? And so I just sucked up the pain, and I sucked it up for about three years. And then we went to, I was in Boston visiting some college friends, and they decided to leave the person's house we were in to go to some bar or something. I don't even remember where we were going, because during this, we got, we got rear-ended. And don't you know, my back got readjusted. <laughs> I was out of pain. Okay. So then years later, you know, I'm like, now I'm like in my 30s, late 30s, and I, I was working in the condominium and as a maintenance engineer, and I get this call, I got to go down to the garage. So I go down to the garage, well, I managed to step in some oil, and both of my feet went right out in front of me, and I went whack on the concrete. And again, the pain that I had been occurring, had been, I had been in, disappeared. I mean, I don't. I suggest you go to a chiropractor rather than go through a car accident or a fall like that. You know what I'm saying? 
but um, I I always felt like in those those two instances in particular that it was my guides. Okay, she doesn't know about a chiropractor. Let's just get an auto. I mean, because I I was a passenger in the car. I wasn't driving. It was no. I felt bad for the people. Oh, they were just adjusting my back. Don't worry about it. Sorry, your car's. <laughs> You know, but we can't, we can't underestimate what, why certain things happen. And, uh, you know, just don't, when when these things happen to you, you know, like, yeah, am I okay? Yeah, I think I'm okay. Or, no, maybe I'm not okay, but maybe I need to go to a chiropractor. Maybe I need to speak to a lawyer. And th- th- do it. You, you know, do it. Because the worst they're going to say to you in this scenario is, no, you don't have any damage at all. But I guarantee you, if you've been in a car accident, you've got whiplash. It's just physically impossible not for it to happen. Unless you're, you know, a a guy that's a muscle builder and your muscles hold everything together. But the average person, mm -mm. you're going to have whiplash and you're not even going to know it. So, anyway, I'm off that rant. I just wanted to... Well, they say whenever you're in an accident and they ask you, do you want to go to the hospital and get checked out, say yes. Because they, like you were saying, that you're on record. Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't put myself in the hospital for any reason, you know. So you don't have to go to the hospital. All you need to do, do is go to a chiropractor. Because, again, back to the car, the, the carpal tunnel, the, the, I, they go in, they find a problem, then they go off on whatever they know. And it has nothing to do with what they know. They're heart doctors, they're liver specialists, they're you know, brain transplant people. You need a chiropractor. He's the one that's a specialist in this. They could check you out and say there's nothing wrong with you. Then, then you've got that report. If you don't go to the hospital, you don't feel like you're hurting anyway. But as soon as you can, go to a chiropractor. You know, somebody established, you've got to do your research. But go to a chiropractor. And the chiropractor is looking for whiplash versus the way that the medical profession is designed. They don't look for it. They may now, but I doubt it. I have issues with the chiropractor because I was going to a chiropractor. Uh, I can't remember why, but I was going to the chiropractor. And I knew he was a little rough, more rough than should be for a chiropractor. Well, the last time I went to him, he did his, he jumped on my, he had me on my side my back, no, my stomach, and he jumped on me, literally his feet off the floor, jumped on me. He broke my hip bone. Oh, for Uh, God's. He slivered off my, it it wasn't the, he slivered off the bone of my hip bone. And I yelled when he did it because it hurt so bad. And, uh, I went to the doctor like... Was he practicing to be a chiropractor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was practicing on me. (laughs) Supposedly in business for years. 
20 some no, years. No, no, no. If if you're being hurt by a chiropractor, that chiropractor, walk out of the place. I did. Okay. okay, that's the only thing you can do because a chiropractor is not there to hurt you. They're there to fix you. And anything that is, you know, you don't feel feels right. Because, I, I, I mean, I went for 25 years to the chiropractor until I got Shanghai rubber. You know, and I know, I know, I, I, granted, I've dealt with a couple of them, but I stayed with this one guy because he was so good at it. But I, I learned a lot about chiropractic because I was interested in it. And he would go off to school every a couple times a year. And he'd come back and he'd tell me what they were, were studying and stuff. But no, first off, you've got to find a good chiropractor. Okay. Well, Ask, he was highly talked about. That's why I went to him. Yeah, but just because he's high, you know, just be careful. Find out from other people that are going to him. Get a recommendation. One of the ways that I find is is a kind of like to get into feeling about a business. It's like I needed a new dentist, so I called up all these local dentists, and what, the, whoever answered the phone, I'd say to them, "Do you like your job?" <laughs> yeah. You know, and if they hesitated or stumbled, I'd say, "Okay, thank you very much." But the girl that said, "Yes, I love my job," that's the dentist I went to. Because if the people are happy, you got a good dentist, you got a good mechanic, you got a good whatever. Because if it's not a good situation and people are complaining and there's problems, the staff is going to know it. They're not going to feel comfortable. So just a little thing that I picked up along the way. Well, that chiropractor I went to was recommended by the church people I was friends with. Oh, oh the, 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 there's the explanation, Dolly. Uh, That's the the church people were obviously from the uh, what do you call it? The or that that thing that happened in the old days. The uh, the saint. What what it was? Oh, they call the what's it called? The holy. Remember? I have no idea the, what you're the trying thing to say. They did in the Middle Ages when they went around torturing people. It was it was uh, the Holy Inquisition. They were members of the Holy Inquisition, <laughs> and they they loved the doctor because he tortured them the the way they loved it. <laughs> All right, that's a warped way of looking at it, but you know, <laughs> um, no, it, it, finding a good chiropractor is like anything else. It's you know, I I and I said this to Walt. I said, go to go Google, see what catches your eye, follow your instincts. Your guides will lead you to the people that you need to be with, and so we find somebody that is only a half a block away from his mom that is a chiropractor that knows the lawyer that's right in the vicinity they work together great situation but one of the things that made me feel very comfortable about what was happening with Walt is that they've got an acupuncture option and that means you've got an enlightened chiropractor you know they're into the healing 
You don't go and spend the money for an acupuncture to be part of your staff unless you really are an energy healer. So, yeah, good luck with the case, Walt. Uh, yeah, hope so. At least you won't have to be talking to your insurance company. Let the lawyers do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you that's pay, nice, yeah. You don't pay the lawyers. The lawyers get paid when they win the case. Correct. Yeah, he told me he, he gets a third. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee you the two-thirds that you get is going to be a lot more than what the insurance companies by themselves would have given you. And you wouldn't have known the difference, except yeah. you gave yourself the option. Uh, so, anyway. Um, okay, so. I had forgotten that about the chiropractor. And so, when I went to the doctor, she found it. For, I went for some other reason. She found it, and she said, I need to take this out of here. I said, no, you don't. It hasn't bothered me all this time. You don't need to be cutting me open to take it out. Yeah. So it, she said it'll float around in the body and disintegrate. Which it did. What, what is it? It was He's part of a, shiv, a sliver of my bone. Oh. My hip bone. Oh. In the end, when I was at the heart doctor last week, he said to me, uh, boy, you have had everything thrown at you, including that big old kitchen sink. <laughs> and then, well, you were talking about that with the chiropractor, and I thought, boy, I think he was right. <laughs> I hope you get it all taken care of, Walt, without any problems whatsoever. How's it going with your mom? Oh, I was, I was praying that you wouldn't ask the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Forget you heard it. <laughs> okay. You don't have to answer. Okay. Okay, so I was on Facebook today, and I came across a very, let's say, interesting uh, post, and I thought I'd share it. It's David Nino Rodriguez is the one that, supposedly is writing this I remember I remember after a fight yeah he's the fighter he's the boxer I think arrest I don't know what he is I remember after a fight back in 2004 I went to Mexico to relax and visit the Chichenian Mayan pyramids I went to the National Park and came across an old Mayan medicine doctor who sat with me on the stop steps of the Mayan pyramid he explained the Mayan calendar to me after my exhausting hike to the very top. Side note, I hiked the Mayan pyramid illegally in the middle of the night when the park <laughs> was closed. Yes, I was fucking crazy. It yeah. was only when I finally approached the top of the pyramid, I came across this older Mayan Indian sitting with his legs crossed, smoking a pipe, admiring the spectacular view. I can only remember making out his silhouette against the white the white full moon light. He sat me down on the highest step of the pyramid and showed me the entire landscape of the jungle. He noticed I was full of ad adrenaline, so he calmed my nerves and told me not to worry. This was an amazing sight to see and personally witness with a Mayan, Mayan elder. I began to relax. 
I knew immediately that this man was put in my path for a reason. He told me that my heritage was Indian from my father's side. There was no way he could have known this. He specifically told me South Yucatan of Mexico carried some of my roots. No idea if he's right on that or not. We both puffed the pipe and I assumed it was filled with tobacco and DMT. I still do not know what was in it. He disclosed the Mayan calendar to me that was generationally taught to him by his ancestors. This is what his perspective of the calendar meant as told to me. He told me many, many events would unfold after 2012 because human consciousness would begin to speed up uncontrollably. He said it had to do with our position in the galaxy. He said high energy frequencies would bombard planet Earth and our solar system. He said we were entering a universal consciousness that had been long awaited. He told me what used to take billions of years in evolution would now take weeks or even days after 2012. He told me that this was the true reality of the calendar. He told me the sun would begin to behave very strange and so would all of the life on earth. He said things would become irrational and erratic. He told me the government would try to control everything but would end up hopelessly losing control themselves. He told me nothing would stop what was to come, but it would be important to just enjoy and observe the ride. It's all about the process of light, whatever that meant. He did say that many will not make it. It will be very hard for most souls. Today I look back in nostalgia and think of this experience quite often. I can't help but wonder if this old Indian was right. I never saw him again, but will never forget our conversation. Take from this my experience what you desire. I just thought I would share. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is this you writing this or somebody else? No, I said it in the beginning here. What did I tell you? uh, Well, it was confusing the way you said it. I, I picked it up after you said a couple more sentences. David Nino Rodriguez posted oh. it on Facebook. Oh, okay. I apologize. No, no, no. It's okay. I guess I wasn't clear, Dolly says. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Me, the pain in her ass. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <sighs> Wow, what a conversation we've had so far. Well, yeah, I want to, uh, you know how we've been, I've been talking about, because, see, we, we, we sort of continue conversations that we had on Say What, and I apologize if if, if we confuse you sometimes. But on Say What, we were talking about the Fox Network. I was talking about the Fox Network being such a barometer of, what's happening out there and what level are people thinking not only because it's the it's basically because what whatever the guests are saying i mean the hosts are saying that's what's going into the vast majority of people that watch television news fox is number one by a landslide okay so it gives me an insight into you know what is being presented to the vast amount of people and we talked about Janine going off the rail and talking about 
Trump winning the 2020 election. And Gutfeld's always dropping, you know, big bombs. But Jesse Waters, he said something about, I mean, he, I don't remember what the conversation was, except he said, oh, you mean the fact that Trump is still president? Oh, I heard that. Wow. I about went ballistic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, so funny to me. Um, and speaking of Fox. So, if he, I, quick question. If he's still president, then the, the things that the, the so-called Biden um, group, what, whatever they're doing is actually on purpose. It was so that people could see what these people are doing. Because obviously, because uh, I don't believe Trump would allow really negative things to happen. So it, whatever is happening is happening to benefit the people, but in, in a way that uh, is benefiting them by hitting them in the ass. Here, wake up, see this? This is what they were planning to do with you. <laughs> so okay. what what I think is is the reality of the situation is that when President Trump took well, I mean when Bre when Biden took the oath of office Did he? he what, could you let me explain it? I don't no sorry. Is it, it's just that I've heard, I think it was you who mentioned that, that he never took an oath of office? No, no, Walter, you're not remembering it correctly. Okay. What happened is that in January of 2021, Biden, in this very peculiar, nobody was, nobody was there except the dignitaries on the inauguration. The inauguration was televised before it supposedly happened in the United States and Europe. I mean, there's so many things wrong with, with this. It was the clouds on the day that he supposedly took this oath of office weren't the clouds that were there in the video. So many things were wrong with it. But the critical thing is that the Constitution of the Republic specifies that th through the intention of the Constitution and, and then laws that came after it. That the president-elect is president-elect until one second after noon on the day that he's supposed to be inaugurated, because that's shifted over the years. But the day that he's supposed to be inaugurated, he has to take it after noon, because before noon, the predecessor is in power. So if you take the oath of office before noontime, it's null and void because you never took it after. All right. And that's so what happened with Biden? Biden took the oath before noon. Um. All right. So what this signifies to me is that that was the like a, a symbol of the end of well, not, not so much the end, of the reinstatement of the republic. Because it was accepted by the corporation in the United States that he's the executive officer of the company. They don't care if he takes it before or after. So you've got a split between 
the corporation's government with Biden, which is very real. And then you have the republic that has been reinstated with Trump. That's why when people say Trump is still the president, he's still the president of the republic. And you have to go back and listen to his inauguration speech to understand why I can make a case for that. Because he was really, let's say, calling forth the power of the Constitution and the power of the Republic. So if you look look at it, did he did he actually? I mean, did he actually become president of the Republic or president of the corporation? The corporation had to go along with it because they couldn't upset their illusion and delusion. So he was the operating, he has been the operating president of the Republic. He never left office. He was elected. He's never left office as the Republic. So all of this stuff that you see happening in the realm of the Biden scenario, the Biden story, is understandable if you think of it as a corporation that is still working but doesn't realize that they don't have a a job anymore or maybe they do maybe they're fighting to keep their job but um in a legal standpoint walt i think that he's he's been the second he's the president of the republic not the corporation Andy's commander-in-chief. Andy's commander-in-chief. So they can have these make-believe things with these characters that are in the corporation, but the people in the the operating arm of the military is still under the control of, of President Trump. That's what I think is happening. That's what I think, too. Yeah. So... Um, and don't forget, there's smoking mirrors everywhere. Question <laughs> everything. Everything. Yeah. There's so many games. And, and you know, it's, it, it's really, I mean, it's a great story. The whole thing that's happening is, is just kind of a fun story. And don't get suckered up into it. Don't feel fear. It's a story. It's a story. That's all you have to keep remembering. And um, so we're coming up to the top of the hour. We're a little early here. But um, Dolly, is you want to hear Somewhere Over the Rainbow? I said that I would sing Disturbance. I was, I said that I would sing. Happy birthday, Dolly. We'll give you that. We will thank def- you. Thank you. Here we go. Five minutes. <laughs> okay. And welcome back to the second hour of Say What? I no. said that <laughs> I would talk. <laughs> Cosmic reality. Sorry about that. And it is uh, February 6, 2024. Yes, that's just one amazing sto- song. It really is. Katrina, her name is. Begins with a K. K-I-R-T-A-N-A. I said that I would sing for those people that you know, don't hear it on the podcast because of copyright stuff. I Every time I hear it, I know it reaffirms you said that you would talk, Dolly. 
And Nancy's <laughs> provided the way. Talk, 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 talk. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, so... Um, the, the, speaking of Fox a little bit ago, um, Greg Gudfeld on Friday, last Friday, came up with this one segment, and it was just like one of those, I was looking at a movie, the movie ended in time for me to go over and to actually hear what he said, because it was such a confirmation of what I had been saying on, you know, the shows that these players may not be w- imposters. They may not be masks or doubles or whatever. They may be some kind of an android, some kind of a robotic android data from Star Trek's Star Trek. <laughs> it sounded like Starbucks, Star Trek. And so he and remember that Gutfeld is the most popular show on the networks in the time slaughter, the you know, after ten kind of thing. I mean he's like there's first the five on Fox and then there's Gutfeld, I think. And Gutfeld takes some very serious information and will give you an, a serious perspective on it, but he also makes laughter and fun out of everything and he doesn't always do it well <laughs> no know? he doesn't <laughs> he's, he's, he, he sometimes but but it's 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 greg yes. and once you understand it's greg even the the things that just bomb that he shouldn't have said are like it's just greg being greg you know so this one i'm going to play you it's only uh two minutes and 49 seconds but remember what i'd been talking about was that these politicians, the, the characters out there, the leaders and everything that we seem to feel and know are not the original ones may be replaced by some kind of a AI situation. Okay, so here we go. All right, up next, will politicians live forever thanks to a brain chip endeavor? It's alive! It's zombie politicians. <laughs> They'll have diapers, canes, and chips in their brains. So you want a bad crazy story? A recent report sponsored by the Pentagon, yes, our very Pentagon, suggests America's elderly politicians could one day harness the power of brain-computer interface devices to prolong their functional authority in government. Meaning even as they age into their 80s and 90s, they'll just keep going like an Energizer bunny trapped inside Mitch McConnell's body. (laughs) And the tech could reportedly be implanted into their brains in secret, allowing senile senators to regain their mobility and speech after years of cognitive decline. Now, it won't work on everyone. First, you have to have a brain. (laughs) But it gets wilder. The report also examines the possibility of those very brain chips malfunctioning or even being hacked by foreign adversaries, which eliminates the need to bribe Hunter Biden. But the report 
paints a picture of our elderly leaders alternating between confused incoherence and artificially enhanced clarity, which got us to wondering, could this already be happening? Today, we're here to answer the most important of questions. Is democracy still America's sacred cause? Used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I believe that America is big enough, strong enough, blessed enough for all of us to succeed. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to pass by Shanga. Koala. We just have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy and club. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> so maybe it's not a far-fetched theory. I guess our best plan is to unplug Joe, wait two minutes, and then plug him back in again. <laughs> Okay. That, that sounded that was funny because it actually sounded like me. I th- is that me? <laughs> well, maybe you had a brain chip put in your brain that's malfunctioned. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, it was like too too interesting that um, the Pentagon came out with this, and and you know they don't cite the the source of it. They just say now this happened, right? But I did a Google search, and there's a lot of information out there. I don't know what one they used, but about um, all of this brain chipping and, you know, these <laughs> this weird world we're in, the, you know, change of the human species, apparently. But I thought you'd get a... The people that don't understand why we think that there's something very wrong with Biden... You know, all those clips were taken in the same time frame, you know, since in the last few months. The guy is sometimes so incoherent, it's like baffling. And then other times you'll see him strong and forceful. So they're either giving him some really amazing drugs or he's been brain chipped, just like the Pentagon is saying is possible. Dolly, what do you think? I think sometimes they use a real live person actor. And I think sometimes they use an AI. Like they showed, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, The smart guy who owns the Twitter, Twitter, no, X, whatever it is. Oh, um Musk. Musk, yes. See, because he just, they're pushing this. He just recently showed people uh, one of those things walking. And it walked just like the Biden character. Just like him. And uh, so I think they are doubling him in several different ways, whichever way they think will come off the best. Well, apparently they're having massive problems because he's refusing to do the three-minute 
interview at the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh, that's what I figured. They're having big problems there. Because for people that don't understand, uh, the Super Bowl football here in America is pulls in the biggest audience, TV audience, uh, yearly. I mean, it's just the biggest audience ever. So they were giving every president that I remember for a while does a three-minute, you know, which team are you voting for? You know, I mean, just like you only got three minutes. They're very simple questions. And he's refusing to do this, which is, you know, like shooting yourself in the foot if you're a politician yeah. trying to run for office, that you're not going to get the opportunity to be seen by that great an audience. So there's something really, really going wrong. I think their chips are... Well, he won't be able to remember the, the, the answers, so that's why he's playing it safe. Oh, I don't think he's playing anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's long dead. <laughs> he's whatever, whatever, that. whatever he is, he's he's uh, it's it, it's it, and it's just if you see it, you can't unsee it. It's like now I can't unsee Michelle Obama being anything but Michael. Yeah, <laughs> and she fought me on that, y'all. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a doctored picture, then that was really one stupid dress to put on. <laughs> I know. And that's not the only one that she's worn that is very, uh, uh, it'll show the men genitalia. And then I don't think she wears underwear. He wears underwear. So it makes it even more obvious when it's wiggling around. <laughs> If you ever find the wiggle around thing, I'd really like to see that. Oh, okay. I'll look for it. Yeah. Not right this minute, but I'll look for it and see if I can find it. It was just so obvious. I thought, oh, for goodness sake, corral that thing. He he was walking out of a building uh, to get into a, a vehicle, and he couldn't seem to control his... Uh, men genitalia stuff. Ah, uh, shaking and baking. Yep. <laughs> okay, so um, now that we're into the politics type of thing, okay, I want to play a. Uh, let's see, it's it's just about seven minutes of Tucker Carlson, and he's talking. He's in some kind of a conference thing. He's talking. And he he gets to talking about diversity and lying, and why I why I'm playing this is because it's it's he's very funny, but it also is a demonstration of how I think we have to look at the stuff out there that if you let it can really make you crazy, and he does it in such a beautiful way. So, Tucker Carlson, diversity and lying, you know. It, the thing that I go back to, and I, I'm not even sure that, I mean, that, this is not like spine-tinglingly controversial, but it's almost never said, you know, countries don't hang together just because. The, the natural st- state of man is not progress. I mean, that's like a complete lie. Do you, anyone know what the Bronze Age collapse was? Yeah, okay, so the one, the one, one person. 
So the Bronze Age collapse was, there, there was a dark age before the dark ages, right? So it was about 1500 years, 1500 BC. 1200 BC, okay. I knew it, look, I, I, I bow to superior knowledge. Um, when basically the sum total of human knowledge disappeared. And we're not quite sure. We're still trying to kind of figure out, we may never know. But it mirrored very much the Dark Ages. By the way, do you know how medieval Europe, and, and by the way, all the way into Levant, uh, the medieval world, got lead, lead, the substance lead, for pipes and cooking and later for ammunition? They took it from Roman ruins. That's, that was the sole source of it from Roman ruins. Because the technology, which is not complex technology, required to mine lead and separate it from silver or zinc or whatever, because it's an ally usually, um, was lost. No one had any idea how to do it. Only for like a thousand years, not a big deal. So I guess, what's the point? The point is that there's no reason that this should continue apace on the trajectory it's currently on. There's no reason that shouldn't happen again. It's happened at least twice, probably happened more than that. But by its nature, we don't know, right? So what's the point? The point is, what does it take to hold a country together, particularly a country in which there's no majority, right? Where there's no obvious thing that holds people together, not even history, because it's such the demographics change so much. I'm not against that, by the way. I'm not against, there's nothing inherently bad about rapid demographic change, and I'm not, or immoral, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that it makes it even more important for the people in charge to think through, like, what does hold the country together? What do we have in common as Americans? If a war were to break out, why would we all fight? And what are we fighting for? What is this country? What does it mean? Is it just the... G the sum total of commerce? Is it the GDP? Is it something more than that? I mean, these are not only interesting academic questions, they're vital practical questions. Because if you don't answer them, the country will actually fall apart for real. That's not a right-wing point, it's an obvious point. And it's a measure of how unbelievably stupid, and, I'm, and I mean that like literally stupid, like low IQ stupid, bovine stupid, the people in charge are, that they're not waking up in the middle of the night and thinking, holy smokes, clearly the society is becoming a lot more volatile. How do we calm things down? How do we keep it strong? And nobody is, like literally nobody is. So I would say pressing that question, boy, we pressed it a lot. You know, it's not an, I'm, again, I just made a case for diversity, but the idea that diversity is our strength, okay, tell me how. Is that true in your marriage? No, I'm serious. Is it? And I'm sure, I know there are a bunch of reporters here, and screw you, just ahead of time. Um, but I know they're going to be like, oh, Carlson comes out against diversity. I'm not coming out against diversity at all. I like diversity, actually. Just don't lie to me about it. Just don't lie, just stop lying. How's that? And why don't you explain how it works? If you're gonna make it our national motto, don't you owe me? And speak slowly so I can understand. How does it make us stronger? If I married someone who couldn't, I've been married you know, almost 29 years. If I married someone who couldn't speak English and hated all my views, would that make my marriage stronger? Maybe it would, tell me how.
if you had a military unit comprised of people with literally nothing in common, couldn't communicate, would that be a more effective fighting force? Would it be more cohesive? Like, it's insane, actually, is the truth. And again, it goes back to what I was implying previously, which is like everything they say is the opposite of what's true. <laughs> it's like totally bewildering. It's not, and it's what's so bewildering is, and maybe that's why it's so effective, it's so different from the way normal people lie. So I have a ton of children, like Mormon level of children. And I'm not like a great parent or anything, but I, I, you know, you just sort of learn by osmosis if you have enough of them. And one of the things that I learned a lot about is lying because all kids lie and they lie because they love you. They don't lie because they're bad. No, I'm serious. You don't lie to people you don't care about. When was the last time you lied to an Uber driver? Please. You spill your guts. If you're having an affair, you'll tell them. Why do you care? His judgment doesn't doesn't strike fear into your heart. It's like it's irrelevant. Anyway, so kids lie because they love you. So you see a lot of lying as a parent, and it's always the same kind of lying. Like, you know, we're, we're at a, you, ate, you, ate, you ate those cookies. You know, there were 10 cookies, and they're gone, and you ate them. And your kid will be like, oh, I only had three. <laughs> what happened to the other seven? I don't know. You know, it's a shade off of the truth. Yes, I ate the cookies, but I didn't eat all 10. Like, that's ridiculous. That's outrageous. I would never do that. Yeah, you did it. Of course you did it. The people who run our country don't lie like that at all. They're like, what? No, you ate the cookies. <laughs> and you're like, what? No, I, no, I didn't eat the, yeah, you, you, you ate the cookies. You freaking cookie eater. That's why you're fat. And after a while, you're like, man, maybe I, maybe I ate the cookies. They're so aggressive. <laughs> The dishonesty is so aggressive that it really makes you doubt yourself. It's deep, actually, and terrifying and totalitarian, really, because it doesn't have any basis in reality at all. And that's why it's so effective. Anyway, and that's why they can say diversity is our strength. Anyway. But it takes water. Ain't that the truth? I like Tucker. Both he and uh, Greg make it humorous so that you don't mind listening. Well, Waters, too. Jesse Waters. He's very, very good. He's, uh, he's very funny. And he's got that sidekick, Johnny, that goes out into the crowd. Yeah. And that is so interesting. Yes, it's always the New York City crowd people, you know. But uh, it's always so interesting because some of these people, you know, they look disheveled. They don't look like they're, they they look like, you know, us, (laughs) poor people. Not poor people, but, you know, lower income people. People that are making it, maybe, and some of them not. Uh But sometimes they just have such a succinct ability or an ability to make a succinct statement you know that is so truthful it's such an amazing insight into reality and it's those gems that i really treasure when john's out in the in the talking to the people sometimes they're crazy people (laughs) yeah they are i worry for his safety (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah yeah. And the people, so, 
their answers sometimes. I, I sit here and I think, no, they can't think that. <laughs> Nobody can think that way. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's really strange. So, Walt, did you enjoy that or not? Oh yeah, that was. I I saw that in the beginning of it. I think you um, shared it. Didn't you share it? Because I, I remember. Wasn't that in one of your emails? The, the no, I didn't. Share, I didn't share this one. Oh, because no. I, <clears throat> I remember seeing the beginning of it, and it, everything is so true. It's scary true. <laughs> yeah, but when he gets to the end and he says they lie in a different way, you ate the cookies. I mean, it was like yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You know. It's like, you orchestrated January 6th. No, you did. <laughs> you know? You you stole the election. No, you did. I mean, it's like, but so many people really, when somebody does that to you, what do they call it? It's gaslighting, but it's obvious gaslighting. And I got to tell you, those Democrats, I don't know if some of them know they're lying or they don't but they lie or misunderstand or don't know it's when i listen to them i'm just like you like you said oh you know like the hell's the matter with you people <laughs> oh my god it seems to be in your face but not really i guess well i think so many of them now the con congressional people and uh, the bad ceos and those kind of peoples. I think so many of them now have been replaced that uh, their AIs were programmed to lie, so they lie to each other and they believe it. I think it just, which multiplies into more lies that are, and it just becomes absolutely ridiculous. It is. It truly is. Wouldn't they eventually end up in short circuit mode? And well, we've seen that. They're unable to tell the one thing from another. Yeah, we've we've seen that. We saw it in Nancy or uh, uh, what's her name, Hillary Clinton, when she was campaigning for the presidency in '16, and she completely glitched, glitched out, and her head, eyes were kind of rolling back in her head, and her head was twitching all over the place. And the people around her, you could tell that they thought something odd was happening. And then she came out of it. And then Nancy Pelosi on uh, one of the Sunday CBS or one of those guys. Snapalapagos' uh, show, I yes, guess. Yes, yes. You always remember that, and I don't. So it was ABC. And she was she was asked a question, but the answer she gave was, like, really stupid, like, Yes, good morning. It's Sunday morning. And it was creepy. It was really creepy. <laughs> and you could see George was taken aback. Yeah, he was. Yeah. George who? Snaphalophagus. Oh. Snaphalophagus. Isn't that, isn't that a, a, a Muppet? Yeah, no. that's what I keep thinking. He, that's why I think I remember his name because it's like the cartoon character in... Uh, Sesame Street. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then let's see. Oh, we've had uh, McConnell, who's the 
leading Republican in the Senate. He was up there talking, and all of a sudden, he just went blank. He's had several of those blank snafus. He just all of a sudden stands there. And he doesn't blink. No. And his, uh, yeah, his uh, handler there, his, you know, one of those people would go up and, hey, Mitch, wake up. Oh, oh, okay. It was again freaky. But the one, the one that, when, as a matter of fact, somebody mentioned this when in the talk, he, that was that introduced introduction with Gutfeld. He, then his uh, the people that are there, the poor others that are there, they get into talking about, you know, something. And while they were talking about it, one of them said, you know, that, well, Fetterman looks like a prime candidate. They put a chip in his head and he turned into a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, my God. They're just pointing it out to people. And for those of you that don't know who Fetterman is, he's a guy from Pennsylvania that got, got to be senator. And he was he had already had a stroke, and the, he wasn't all there. It was obvious he wasn't there. And then he, he was rushed to the hospital, you know. And when he came back, all of a sudden he's a different personality, and he is, he's talking like a conservative. And he's a different being. Oh, yeah. And they changed his body, too. Totally different. Yeah, it keeps getting more obvious. I think that they're training people. You know, they're making these things obvious. So you'll have no excuse that you didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I wanted to ask you, Dolly, because yeah. it's your birthday. Yeah. And you just turned 77. Yes. What was it like when you were growing up? Oh, Nancy, I just got goosebumps all over my body. It was a different world. I'm serious. It was a different world. People trusted each other. People counted on each other for their advice, for their help. Um, If somebody got sick, then people would take over meals to them all the time until they got well. Um, Kids would go outside and their directions to coming in the house was when the street lights come on, come in. Otherwise, free reign of the neighborhoods. And it, it just was so much calmer so so much easier in in living your life you had three well most people had three meals a day and uh you just automatically get up you do the dishes sweep the kitchen floor and yada yada and then the kids go outside to play and adults get together to play their bridge games or whatever they were playing at that time they played a lot of board games um, we didn't we didn't watch tv so much uh, we didn't have a tv in the house until i was like Six or seven years old, I think. 
And so we did a lot of together times, and we looked forward to it. That was the thing. We looked forward to playing games with grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and cousins. And it was so, so different and so wonderful. We didn't think of bad things until, well, the the Vietnam War came in. And that upset our apple carts quite a bit. But when I look at it, it wasn't as quite a bit as you would think it would because of the way they had us programmed. Um, and And then sitting in study hall in school across from Mike Hamilton. Uh, the the principal came over the intercom and he said, no, he didn't say anything. He had the radio all set up. All he did, the radio was playing when the intercom came on and the announcer was saying, President Kennedy has been shot and killed. And you could hear a pin drop in that whole freaking school. I mean, it just stunned us. Nobody moved. Some people stopped breathing. I looked at Mike and he looked at me with terror in their eyes and with questioning, is that real? Or is he just playing a radio show? And then after a little while of the radio show playing, the principal came on and and let us know that was a true radio co- recording and they were sending us all home. Uh, that's And then that's when I noticed and my classmates noticed life was different. People started not trusting each other. They started uh, not going out and playing bingo so much and and trusting their kids with other people. And it, it put a crack in the whole damn earth. Uh, many cracks in earth. It, but when I grew up, oh my gosh, kick the can. Skip rope, skip rope is what I think we call it, and the one where you draw squares on the ground, skip the blocks, and and play on the merry-go-round. Oh my gosh! And swing, push each other in the swings, and just sit and and talk to each other. And then if the mood struck you, you'd hug the person you were with, male or female. Didn't matter, because there was so much love going on. We lost the love, uh, the freedom love that we had when before Kennedy was assassinated. We kept we had that fear in us, that doubt that everybody was good. We we stopped assuming they were good. We looked at them and we wondered, are they bad? It just, oh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It was wonderful. So it sounds that's when the 
the cabal started introducing uh, fear as a daily mm. as a daily diet because now fear is so prevalent nobody questions it because everybody is afraid of everything so that that sounds that like that's when it started yeah the, uh they would air every night on Walter Cronkite the news that so many so many deaths happened in Vietnam to our people and then the uh uh, the protesters came in, and they used to greet our boys. My my ex husband was greeted this way. They had protest protester signs, and they would be hollering and chanting uh, that the Americans were terrible, bad beings because they were killing the the Vietnamese people, and and they were saying things. That made the guys feel like, well, I should just go out and commit suicide. Why? Why was I over there, losing my friends, losing my arms, my eyes, my legs? Why was I over there fighting for the American people, if this is what I'm greeted with? It, it just became a hellacious place compared to what it was, and. Uh, and but but at the same time, we had the hippies, we had the Monas that were living in the earth. <laughs> I love that Mona was a leftover hippie. I love it. Peace, love. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was pretty special. Um, I I don't even know what else to say about it was very different well it pretty much was the same what I, I'm four months younger than you are and it's sort of the same thing with me I mean that could have that was my life too but the thing that you'd missed out on was the drug culture <laughs> yeah I did <laughs> okay and that was it's not like it is today. Don't even go there. I mean, no. In in that day and age, it was a combination of people ser searching for the guru. And you had a lot of uh, other, you know, like the Eastern religions that were being taught, were being researched. It was this desire of a generation who became, see my theory is that a child becomes an adult in the way that they think when they ask a question that no adult can answer. And that all happened on the same day when Kennedy was assassinated. Mm -hmm. So you have a whole group, a whole generation that's searching for truth because everything that they had been told turned out to be a lie in the instant that he died. Yep. Because he had a profound impact on my 15-year-old mind of security, of a sense of mission, of vitality and youth. And everything was inspiring. And he'd go and he goes to Berlin and, you know, he makes this extraordinary, he's a world leader. It was just, it was a great time to be an American from that yeah. standpoint. Yeah. And then, 
And he was keeping us out of the Vietnam War. And so once they got rid of him, they started the Vietnam War. And that was well on the 3D war planning, why they did it. They uh, wanted the uh, rubber plantations. It's basically, it was a, you know, we got to get the rubber plantations because they were, the Vietnamese were taking them over or something. It had to do with the French owning them, and then the Vietnam t- took them over and the Americans wanted it. That's from a, that's a basic 3D thing. You know, then we got the other stuff on top of it. So, yeah, it's it's an amazing place that we're in. When you look back from our vantage point, Dolly, we've been gifted. You know, I mean, think of the kids now. Oh. None of that. They will never have any idea because we can't explain it. They they can't experience it. They're isolated by the technology. Yeah. It's really, it's really rather frightening. Um, I want to give you another gift, Dolly. What? Okay. Well, this is Tucker Carlson again. Oh, cool. But, okay, but. And it's it's an introduction to what he's about to do. I want people to hear this because this is where the courage comes from. This is where you can be inspired by the message. The message, and um, so here we go. It's only uh, four and a half minutes, and it's uh, happy birthday. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances. And the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast. And along with it, the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with the Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. 
They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States. and We want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. So this is very interesting, is it not? Yes. When did it happen? When was that uh, video done? When? I think yet today, actually. Oh, oh. It's happening now. Oh. Yeah. And it it didn't sound like uh, your normal Tucker voice because he was on. He was not in the studio. He was out in front of some building in Russia. Mm. But. Um, I think it was meant that Tucker get fired from uh, Fox so that he can go out and truly enlighten people. Well, I love the uh, the uh, Elon Musk connection with Tucker. Yeah. You know, um, it's like somebody was saying that Tucker was like the communications, the public face of the White Hats so to speak oh. and Musk is like a technical uh, director oh. you know so it and I can see that kind of role between the two of them yeah is it true what they say that, that that's not the original Musk I don't oh, know I think it is yeah but but that's my opinion I never looked at Musk before 
he would have been the imposter, so I don't know. Well, the first time I, it happened that I saw it, somebody walked in. Uh, they were talking about Musk, and and somebody walked in, and and I thought, oh, I thought Musk was coming on. I didn't even recognize the dude. Huh? So, yeah, he's been replaced. I don't know by good or bad. This I cannot say. <laughs> but a replacement has been made. This, uh, there's a comment. After that Putin-Tucker interview, we'll see who still stands with Ukraine after hearing that Russia did not invade Ukraine in an unprovoked aggression, but responded to a seven-year Ukrainian aggression killing Russians in the Donbass region. This is true. But there's so much more to that story. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fascinating to see where Putin takes them. Yeah, it is. Because I wonder when will they come out and say what they really did. Well, Putin does, but it doesn't get any coverage. Oh. I mean, yeah, he's he's actually said, look at these bio, I mean, the whole story. We were after the bioweapons. You don't understand these people. They're out to kill everybody. The whole story that we know, we think is probably true. Okay. He w he says it. He goes on and, you know, talks to his people. Huh. I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's like I say, it's just good drama. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and it feels more comfortable for me because I believe that Trump has been, uh, I don't know how to say it, kissed by God, chosen by God. Not that Trump is a God, no. That uh, God is got his hand on Trump's life and leading him. So I don't feel we're really in danger. On, and if the, I do feel pe pe some people will lose their lives in this uh, endeavor. Um, but what war have you known where people haven't lost their lives? And this is a freaking deadly ass war I mean this is a, a war between good and evil but this is the most fiercest war anyone could ever have so I don't know where I was going with that but I'm done <laughs> well the, the um, this this whole situation that we find ourselves in is got so many different layers to be a player you kind of have to look at it as different levels of the playing field and everybody has a different story as to where they started from and where they're going yeah there's similarities but we really have to look at this whole thing regarding trump as our manifestation because 
reality is what we think. And the second one is majority rules. Well, right now, I think that there is a cohesive group of people. You see it in, I look at so many, and I know some people out there look at even more than I do, different videos, different people talking about different subjects. But there seems to be an agreement on what reality has been at least since 2016. And Trump is such a big player in this. And I go back to the concept of what I said earlier about our, my generation, your, your generation, that, you know, so many of us went out looking for a guru to tell us what's true, what's not true, because it was very difficult to figure that out on your own. And is it possible that that desire for a guru, somebody who would lead us to the truth, took pretty near 70 years, no, well, 65, 60 years to manifest, but it manifested in Trump. I think that we have to take a responsibility and a proud responsibility for Trump even existing because so many people knew that the only way out of this quagmire of absolute darkness was somebody who could see the playing field and had the tools to be able to adjust that was a player, a real player. And um, yeah, I think think that Trump is uh, not the guru in the state of, uh, what he's teaching us is that we're in this together and we're gonna learn the truth together. He's not doing it from a, from a, you know, a pulpit saying, you must believe this. It's it's engaging with the people that are his supporters. Those of us that are seeing him for being special, like you're saying, Dolly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're in a very interesting time, and I'm grateful I'm here with you guys. <laughs> so... What do you think about, you know, where you're at? Where, where are we going, Dolly? You got anything you want to, I mean, you're the oldest girl in the room. <laughs> give, us some, give us some elderly advice. I really don't know. I, the elderly advice I would give definitely starts with God. God is the head in my life. God is, God is the overall everything in my life he created me he uh i i am part of god and and uh god does things like a father loving father would do sometimes he's got to spank you uh sometimes he rewards you more than you could ever dream you could be rewarded Sometimes he throws opportunities in front of us, but we don't see it. So he keeps throwing the doors in front of us. Open this door. Go through it. Please, God is saying. I'm giving you this. Please look at it. Go through it. You will be so rewarded. Sometimes the things we learn have to be hard lessons. I'm one of the people who evidently on the other side decided to choose all the hard ways you could choose in this world. (laughs) 
I don't know why I did that, but um, I have been learning lessons the whole time I'm here. And some of them are so hard lessons, I, I don't even want to share them. But God was with me through the whole thing. He's been with me every step of the way. And he, when I look at, uh, think about Yeshua, I can't call him Jesus anymore because Walt said Jesus is the bad being's name. So when I look at my brother Yeshua and what he did for us, the pain he went through, the suffering, the, the lessons he went through that were difficult, even as a child, a little child, I used to picture him having been married to Mary and having a family. And it didn't, it didn't occur to me that he wasn't. Um, but, and then also, at one point in my life, I figured out, wow, he's my brother. He's God's child, too, because I'm God's child. And Yahshua is God's child. He's my big brother. And so I would get excited from that point on, knowing I did have a big brother. It's Jesus. And, and throughout my life, I would have confirmation that... Uh, God was with me because he would send me angels and he would make sure in a lot of the instances I knew they were angels and they were helping me to the point where I was crying in bed one night because I was a child, because I had been told all my life that I was no good and I couldn't do anything right or say anything right. I was, I was bawling my eyes out. I felt so awful that I was a demon. I was a child of the devil. My bed beside me, I was laid on my side and where my stomach is. My bed actually went down because somebody sat there and put their arms around me. And all I felt was pure love. And, and somebody saying, you're okay, you're not a relative of the devil. You're okay. Okay, that's so good to know because we're running out of time. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy we'll birthday, Ronnie. Thank yeah. you. Y'all look for your angels. Blood blankets. Bye-bye. Preaching. Preaching. The unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.